1: McKinley Wright from the logo, got it,
0: oh McKinley Wright, breaks a tackle,
2: touchdown, touchdown, that's five for Chris Brown, the defense of Tomlinson, Colorado is going to the NCAA Tournament,
0: Stewart with time, Let's it go, he's got three feet,
1: Welcome into the DNVR Buffs Podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have our favorite guest back again this week, Matt Mcchesney. Uh, you guys, we'll, we'll do the introduction we always do. We played in the NFL, played for the Buffs, uh, trains all sorts of different football players at all sorts of different levels, including the top levels. Um, how's how's it going, Matt? How'd the bye week hey, treat man, you? How
0: are you? I'm uh, I'm not bad. You know, I, I'm not happy about. Where we sit at the moment, but I'm very optimistic that this Saturday they're going to figure their shit out, and it's going to be a. I, I would not be surprised at all if the, if they explode this weekend, score a lot of points, and are, are and look like it, the college football team we thought they would be. I would not be surprised at all.
1: Yep, I, I think it was a good time for a bye week, getting a chance. I mean, obviously for the team, yeah. but for us too, just to be able to take a step back, and be able to come back and just reassess after having a, you know, they haven't been blown out in two weeks now. It feels pretty nice.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> look, very rarely do you look at a bye week and be like, wow, as a fan, I'm, I really, really, really need this break. Mm-hmm. But you know, I had Ryan Koningsberg on our man, Ryan yesterday, when we were down in the studio, we were, we obviously, we got into the buffs and had a lot to talk about and, mm-hmm. You know, it, it hurts me to say this, but it's become like a—it's become an expensive trip to the park if you're just going to like take your family. Because there's no like there's everybody that I know that's a diehard, myself, Ryan, you, like everybody is is eager to go to the game and it's going to be nice and you know Folsom is beautiful mm-hmm. and every other. Everything other than wow, I can't wait to go watch this team play football and win a game against Arizona. So that that <laughs> exactly. is uh, it's it's super depressing, bro. Again, I've never been this wrong about a college football team in my life. Like, I really thought they were going to be pretty good. And look, they have seven games left. Yep. So I'm not going to sit here and be like the the sky is falling. They they have winnable football games on deck. Arizona is very winnable. At Cal is very winnable. At Oregon, probably not so much. Oregon State's a winnable game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Washington is a winnable game. Or like Utah's a winnable game. None of these teams are super powered this year.
1: Yep, I Let's agree. Just be real. So
0: if they can figure their shit out, Henry, we might be able to win some games.
1: Totally. Um, but Subtly, it was kind of crazy. I mean,
0: because yeah. uh, subtle. Let's just be subtle about it, though. <laughs> it's a big. one. I wanted to make sure that we got that in. I want to be very subtle about how we change things and you know, subtly we'll move forward.
1: Yes. Yes. Subtly. It's always important to be subtle in football. Football is all about being subtle. Um, Can you
0: believe that? Like (laughs) subtle changes?
1: It was, it was kind of surprising um, because I mean, obviously you need a 22 point change because you've lost three (laughs) games by 22 points or more. Nothing subtle is going to make up a 22 point gap. Um, nothing but yeah. and
0: that's the the audacity for him to say we're going to make subtle changes but not really do anything different every everybody's just like jesus well is he not watching the same thing we're watching is he not yeah. evaluating the, it the same way that we are so it, it's it's almost teetering on like a little bit disrespectful to like people that cover the team and fans and stuff because it, look, I'll take it to – I just got done doing, doing the turning point and that mm-hmm. play where Vaughn walks out and covers Claypool and gets burned. <laughs> and then Grant, Grandpa Vic was like, oh, we're in zone coverage. And I'm like, nah, dog. It's man. Everybody's trailing <laughs> and chasing the receivers. No one's sitting in the zones. Like he's essentially telling everybody that we're a bunch of morons and we don't know what we're looking at. Subtle offensive changes when you're the dead last offense in the country. That's essentially telling everybody they're a bunch of morons. They don't know what they're talking about and we're the
1: coaching staff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know, before we before we dig too deep into this game, you know, the, the Twitter account yesterday, I can't remember if it was the ticket account or the main account, whatever Twitter account from the Buffs it was, but they said there are only a thousand tickets left for the game. And today That's they awesome. sent out another tweet that said like, they're running out, make sure you call soon because we're about to run out. Did you, did you think there was any chance that Colorado was going to sell out this game against Arizona?
0: No. Did <laughs> I think they were going to sell out a game after they played as bad as they have? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I'm encouraged by it. Me too. I just, I'm, I'm praying to God that CU and CSU, well, I don't care about CSU, than they get a good win. I'm hopeful that I'm, I'm really hoping that CU doesn't turn into the Rockies. Like people don't just go to go. Like the, the only way to, to, to like show your discontent here is to not go. It's like a strike as a fan. That's and you true. get to keep your money.
1: Which is a big pro. But yeah, I uh, it, it is definitely encouraging. And I think that, I'm, glad that,
0: I'm glad people are going because I've been yep. to games where no one goes.
1: Yep. And and the fact that you're getting this sort of support when things are bad, you know, if if you wanna keep believing that that the return to what Colorado was in the nineties is just a few years away, or that it's achievable in the near future. This is a big sign that that is possible. That there is that sort of support. Cause I mean, it's one thing to sell out a game where you're playing USC because it's USC and it's a brand name and people come to see USC to right. sell out a game where you're playing arizona especially this arizona team team. yeah it's impressive it's impressive
0: it's impressive but i'll tell you rather than just selling tickets one thing that i think they really need to focus on is how to how to get more donors how to get more Mm -hmm. big time contributions like we need i talked about this with ryan too and i'll bounce it off of you i was on the fox this morning with rick lewis and he said he said the same thing like the Buffs need a, a boon tea Pickens dude. They need somebody to come in and drop like $500 million on the program and be like, yo, sprinkles. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and we're rolling. And I, I, I bet you from Robert Redford to the guys who, who own and operate Crocs to Coors, to there's some big-time Colorado companies out there. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they went to see you or not. Like I'm, I'm, I'm being like, yo, can you write a check? Can you help us? Because until we start spending on the same level as the elites, we're never going to be one.
1: Yeah. And in all that stuff, it's crazy how like it all does tie together because if you want them to write the check, go, go win a bowl game and tra- show them that you're close to turning that corner. You, you want to, you want to well, get man. your recruiting into top 15 in the country. Well, yeah, you need the recruits to, to go eight and four, but you're also not going to get the recruits unless you go eight and four and show them that you're close. And so all well, these we, things, we like you the, just need to the start budget, that cycle the budget
0: for recruiting. How much bigger is it? at Like Michigan state triple massively. It's way it's, it's at least double, maybe triple what it is here. Yep. So that there's a huge competitive disadvantage mm-hmm. <laughs> like, until mm-hmm. we get, and there's nothing in the rule book that says we have to spend money on the same level as the other slaps in the pack 12. Like yep. SC spends a ton of money. UCLA spends a ton of money. Oregon, Oregon spends a ton Whew. of money. Arizona State spends a ton of money.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and there's absolutely no bylaw that says, oh, well, you're in the Pac-12, so you don't have to care about college football.
1: Yep. And what I think the TV deal expires after the 2023 season. Who knows where the Pac-12 is going to fit in in terms of TV revenue with the with the other conferences after that. But you do know that at the very least, that's going to be another like minimum $10 million per school to play with. And it could be significantly more than that. And just knowing that you have at least that amount a few years away, it's not enough. And you got to do everything you can and make that jump as big as you can in the next couple of years, make these rights valuable. But at least it's something. Let me
0: ask you, what would be... When you're negotiating with the the companies to be on TV, like the Pac-12 Network, ESPN, whatever, what would be the number one thing, in your opinion, that the Pac-12 should try and negotiate to in their favor?
1: I mean, I don't. So, so obviously, you're just trying to get that number up as high as you can get it. But I think so that- it's just
0: just money for you, just as much money as we can get.
1: At this point, at this point, I, that's what I'm looking for. But I also think that you start looking at things like, do you play? Do you play some games on Friday nights? More conference games on Friday nights. Maybe some on Thursday nights. Um, just, just exactly some of those was, sorts yeah. of things. Because last night, I mean, the best game on TV was Navy and Memphis in terms of college football, and. I, I know that people nationally don't love Pac-12 football, and I think a lot of that's just because of their own biases and because they don't watch it. and They just keep repeating. It's on at that ten they've... o'clock
0: at night, Henry. So we're we're both we both agree. Yep. I think that game time has got to change.
1: Yep. So
0: like the, I wouldn't be I would not be upset if the Pac-12 took over Thursday and Fridays, and they didn't no. play. They only played like one or two games a year on Saturday. Like every huh. Thursday and Friday night, the Pac-12 plays. They play Thursday night, they play Friday night, and they let all, everybody else play Saturday, and they own two days of the week. And then everybody gets to see the Pac-12 play because look at a guy like Christian McCaffrey back in the day. Christian McCaffrey's junior year when he went off and should have won the Heisman. If he would have played in the SEC or played at 11 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. on CBS, he would have won the fucking Heisman, yep. period. He broke Barry Sanders' yardage record in that year, and Stanford only lost one game. Yep. So... Like that—that's my thing—is the time of game. The fact that, like, the the Pac-12 game is at ten o'clock at night, eleven o'clock at night on the East Coast, and there's so many voters there. Yep, that doesn't help.
1: I agree. I I and think you're onto see, something.
0: See you went from Middle America time slots to what? Ten o'clock at night and shit.
1: It's the, yeah, those are terrible. I do think you got to keep some on Saturdays. I, I think I'm that just, every
0: game, but yeah. like, I, I'd like to see more than just one right now. Mm-hmm. Every Pac-12 team plays on on, on Friday night. It? Like I'm almost positive. Everybody plays at least once. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them all at least play twice, like play once on Thursday, twice on Friday. Yep. And then uh, the rest of your games on Saturday. And hopefully one or one or two of the Saturday games can be at 11 o'clock. But the thing about the Pac-12 is if you're playing the, the games during the day, you suck. Like you're not any good. They they don't play they don't play the good the good team don't play in those slots though. Like if you look like Arizona State and Oregon are gonna play in major time slots the rest of the season before they play in the Pac-12 title game.
1: Yeah, it's true. It is true. I, I, I think that that to me is the big thing though. In terms of just like marketability for the Pac-12, you just got to find ways to get it where people can see it. And that's, I mean, that's the other big thing. And, and the, the fact that the Pac-12 network is so hard to watch and so many of the games are on that. I mean, it's like three football games a week that people across the country can't tune into. That needs to change. I have to watch
0: it on my phone. It's terrible. It like, yeah. what are we doing?
1: And, and the worst part is the way the contract is written. There's just literally nothing you can do about that until after the 2023 season. And so How when that happens... do you feel happens,
0: they do on the Pac-12 network? Do you like it?
1: No, I don't I'm like it. I'm not a huge fan. No. I'm not a huge fan. No.
0: it's not. It be, I feel like the Pac-12 network isn't even associated with, like, game day and things of that nature. They yep. never, never talk about it. Ever. Like it, it makes me feel like the Pac-12 is an extension of the Mountain West at times. Like, and that's <laughs> that ah, sucks. So... Yep they've they've got to figure that out yeah man the more eyes on the conference the better um so let me ask you this question then and go full circle here or at least like three quarters of a circle when the big 12 implodes and it's let's be real BYU and ucf and cincinnati and uh houston going is nice that's that's cool but when oklahoma and texas both jet and all that money leaves and all that hype leaves and the best two teams in your conference are oklahoma state and tcu and kansas state like that's not what they're looking for do you think it changes the way that they they do the the scheduling and and the time of day that these guys play at if kansas state oklahoma state kansas and texas tech or tcu all join the Pac 12 and baylor and texas tech go join the acc and go to 16 like iowa state jumps into the big 10 with cincinnati going to the big 10 at that point there at 16 that like that changes the mind you're not going to wow. have a 10 o'clock game in kansas i don't think so it's 11 o'clock there dog like that's what i'm saying it's going to be super hard to, to bridge that yeah and you said something very interesting back like a month ago when we were doing the show talking about realignment you'll have a team and you'll have a team in every conference will have one team in every time zone with yeah. the exception of the ACC.
1: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I just pulled up. So so here's what um, each school got for their uh, for, for TV money um, last year. So the Big Ten schools got the most 54 million. Uh, then SEC <laughs> schools got 45 million. Big 12, 38. Pac 12, 33.6. And then ACC, 33. We're not even playing the same game. I, I know it's Although crazy.
0: we're we're getting broke off the same way the ACC is, and they're always undefeated and in, in the playoff, and have multiple Clemson, I mean, Clemson is. competing.
1: That conference okay, this Clemson year is, is good bad. Point.
0: That's a solid point. Never mind. The ACC is dog shit this year. You're it's right. It's terrible. It's just and, one team.
1: And the Big Twelve is going to be too. I mean, what is is Cincinnati going to be their anchor going forward? Is that no, going to be that, their top this school? is my like, point?
0: Like, like they've got quality pro- they've got quality second level programs. Yep. So Kansas State, Oklahoma State. I'm not trying to talk shit about them. I am saying if you look at the old pack, the old Big 12 before Nebraska, Colorado, Missouri, and Texas AM jet, and like before they bring in TCU and West Virginia and shit, okay. I didn't even bring them up. I forgot about them. Like if you look at the, the that conference at that time, Colorado's a blue blood, Nebraska's a blue blood, Texas is a blue blood, Oklahoma's a blue blood. After that, the second-tier programs, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, that's the way – that's what it is. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. Texas A&M was a second-tier program at that time. They're damn sure not anymore. Missouri was a second-tier program, maybe a third. I mean, let's be real. Baylor was dog shit. They couldn't win a game. Now they're a a really good football team. They're a really good, you know, Big 12 football team, but they're not going to carry the conference. So – I don't see how the big 12 can survive just bringing in a bunch of second tier conference teams.
1: Yep. That's
0: why I would think that's why I think that the rest of them will, will fill the other spots around the country because like a Baylor and a TCU going to the go, or like if you take Baylor and West Virginia and put them in the ACC and then you take, you know, TCU and, and, uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas to Kansas State and put them in the Pac 12. And now you got the Dallas market in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. You had Oklahoma State in the Pac 12. You got great basketball in Jayhawks in Kansas. And Kansas mm-hmm. State is pretty good. And they're really good football. You got natural rivalries and like it it just makes sense from a standpoint of travel for Colorado to play all those teams every year. Utah then has the availability to play those teams every year. Iowa State can then go to the Big Ten. It just it allows the conferences to like kind of take a deep breath and get more regional, which I think is really important. Henry, the re- the regional mm-hmm. aspect of college football, not playing your neighbor after doing it for a hundred years
1: mm-hmm. is
0: not cool. And we're not the only ones that struggle with this problem.
1: I agree. So just to close this out, uh, say you're, you're ESPN and it's 2024 all of the media rights for all of the conferences are available. I want to put these conferences in order. Which conference do you want the media rights to first? The SEC. Yep, absolutely the SEC. Number two, SEC, big, 10? big Ten.
0: Big Ten. Big Twelve's gone. Then Pac-12, ACC.
1: Yeah. Okay, you go. You go. As big
0: as the, 12. If the Pac-12 goes Pac-16, the mm-hmm. ACC. If everyone goes to sixteen teams and the Big Twelve's gone, the Pac-16 would be third for sure. Because I, I'm assuming I'm assuming that with. The ACC is at 14 right now, right? I think make, that's yeah. right. It makes yep. it makes sense for West Virginia to go to the ACC. Pittsburgh's their natural rival. Syracuse, all those old Big East teams, Big BC. There's natural regional hatred right there. They should go there. Then who else do you do you take? Texas Tech, or do you take TCU, or do you take Baylor? Because that they're the other ones that make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So you pick one of those three, okay? Then you take Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and TCU put them in the Pac-12, and who are you left with? Texas Tech, right? Yep. So then how many others – who else needs schools? Does Kansas maybe go to the Big Ten with Iowa State and and play in the Big Ten for basketball, and then Texas Tech goes to the Pac-12? Or does Texas Tech go to the Big Ten, and then the Big Ten has a team in Texas? Like, Uh it's – they're not gonna all those teams aren't just gonna sit around and just let everybody evacuate. And if they want to, if they want to retool the Big Twelve and make it an ex, like a a mix of the top six or the top eight teams in the Mountain West, the top eight teams in the AAC, and then like sprinkle in the other elites, guys who BYU is an independent, throw them in there, Houston, SMU, UCF, Cincinnati, Colorado State, Boise State, San Diego, like. That's not a power conference, dog. It's just a no. mixture of two group of fives.
1: Totally is. All right. Um, well, one, one, one more question before we, we finish this up. Um, say things stay they are right now. Whose TV rights do you want? Big 12 or Pac-12? Big 12. Really? With Cincinnati yeah. and all them instead of Oregon So let's and just USA? say that
0: Texas and Oklahoma don't leave.
1: If they do and leave, they
0: don't leave well, if, if they're leaving,
1: the Pac-12. If, so once, yeah, I think so. It's It's got to yeah.
0: be. Right now, I would take the Big 12. But right yep. in, in yep. Of the year when they're gone, the Pac-12, 100%. Oklahoma and Texas carry that conference. That's what I'm saying. When they lose mm-hmm. AM, Colorado, and Nebraska, yep. I Missouri can kick rocks. I, come on. But like that, <laughs> that might as well be a teacher school for the deaf and the blind out there in the middle of Columbus. So uh, I, the other three, though, were, like, foundation blue blood programs that could sustain and, like, had massive fan bases and were constantly in big games. So I don't know how you can just – I don't know how you can cover all that up. It's not – when they brought in TCU, that, that's a good program. They brought in West Virginia. It's a pretty good program. Like, but they're not – they're not better than the teams and the programs they, re, they replaced. They still downgraded there too. Yep. Losing a Nebraska, Colorado, Missouri, and then gaining just West Virginia and TCU is not, that's not good.
1: Yep. I want to talk about the Pac-12 for the rest of the season. Um, you know, we're halfway through. I mean, Colorado is out of the race for the Pac-12 championship. They would need to do something miraculous to get back into it. And that just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, and With Colorado out, First off, just right off the top, who do you think wins the Pac-12 this year?
0: The Pac-12 title game is Arizona State-Oregon. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona State actually wins it this year. I like Daniels a lot. I like him uh, more than the kid in Oregon. Smith is his name, right? Yep. But I think uh, that Oregon's, yeah. offense, Oregon's offensive line, if they are on one, they're going to win. So if Oregon's O line is playing like they did when they went to the shoe, they're, they're, they're good enough to be a playoff team. But if they're not on, then they're, they can get beat by Stanford. So there's, they just cannibalize each other to the effect in the pack 12 we knew this was going to happen. So mm-hmm. uh, my I guess my question is if which team with one loss can actually get into the playoff?
1: Yep. And I, thats where I was going with this, because, like you said, Oregon State or Oregon and Arizona State, both of them have one loss right now. Arizona State, just listen to the schedule the rest of the way. They've got Utah this week, which, you know, Utah's Utah's a solid program, but this is not a strong Utah team. And Arizona—they're no, down this year. They should be able to go in there and beat them. After that, they've got Washington State at home. They've got USC at home. They go to Washington. Then they go to Oregon State and they finish the year against Arizona. I think there's a real chance they could run the table.
0: So they, they should win out.
1: And then they're sitting there at 11-1 and one going to a Pac-12 title game.
0: To play Oregon. And then potentially 12-1. and one. So why isn't Arizona State a legitimate playoff contender too? Because look, to assume that the Big Ten is just going to keep rolling the way they are. First of all, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State all have to play each other. Yep. So let's be real, I wouldn't be surprised if they all beat each other in a round robin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Iowa still has to play Wisconsin. They still have to play Nebraska. I'm pretty sure they still have to play Ohio State, if I remember correctly. If I looked mm-hmm. at the schedule right, I can't remember. But they've got more big, Look, pull that up if you can on you know, your computer right there. They've still yeah. got a lot of big hits of them. Plus, if Iowa's undefeated and they're ranked third, second or third, and they lose the Big Ten title game, they're, the Big Ten doesn't get the same two in every time as the SEC shit. So, like, mm-hmm. when they lose, they're going to be out. They're not going to be in this, like, I'll oh, put them at four. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that, yes, Cincinnati has a chance to, like, go this year, being a non-power five. But at the same time, I would take one loss Pac-12 champion Arizona State or Oregon over Cincinnati.
1: Oregon has the win over Ohio State, too. Over
0: Ohio State, for God's sakes. So this is what That's I'm saying. One. So, like. Cincinnati, just because you beat Notre Dame and a shitty Indiana team, and then you run the table, although I think UCF is going to give them everything they can handle on Saturday. That I don't think that that's a good enough resume to get in, especially with all these other teams. Like if Michigan is a one-loss Big Ten champion, and their one loss comes in the Big Ten title game, and then Iowa's undefeated, How do, you, how do you say that Cincinnati gets in over Michigan?
1: I don't.
0: Alabama's one loss and they beat Georgia in the SEC title game, Georgia's in regardless. Georgia can yep. like lose out at this point and still. Be in. <laughs> but like Al- Alabama, how do you how do you keep them out over Cincinnati? Don't. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't. I agree. I agree. And looking at this Big Ten, because I, I do think that's where the big question marks are. I think as long as everything goes the way we expect it to, Alabama and Georgia are in. Cincinnati yeah. is going to have a strong case. Um well, I don't think one Alabama's loss and they're out.
0: Alabama's not going to get in. You don't think so. How's that, how does Alabama get in? You think they beat Georgia in the SEC title again? I think I, I think they That's do. That's the only way they can do it is to win out and then beat Georgia.
1: So so who do they have a loss so far? I don't think they have a loss yet, do they? Alabama just got upset by Oh, him. that's right. Yeah, like three days ago.
0: In country. Of course. God damn, you had a bunch of white claws on Saturday. <laughs> Goddamn, Henry.
1: That's right. That no, was but, a big one. So this,
0: like, I would – mm. the, the SEC West, too, they still have to play LSU, which isn't very, a very good team, but it's a rivalry game. And they still have to play Auburn. And Auburn, I don't care if they have one win, ten wins. They're always giving them everything they got in that game. And then I don't see them just going and manhandling Georgia, not after what I saw the other night. What I saw the other night looked like a team that's, like, in the middle of a rebuild and just won four national titles in 10 years and, like, is trying to find themselves when they're young. But they're still pretty good. Yep. So I don't see how Alabama can get in at this point. If I'm I'm picking the playoff right now and I'm looking in my crystal ball down down the line, I would say that it's Georgia – I can't say – I can't not go with Ohio State right now. They're just – they score too many points. They're too mm-hmm. explosive. And I don't see them losing to Iowa. I don't see them losing to Michigan. Uh, three, I would probably say it's it's probably Oklahoma. I mean, I don't think they're going to – or Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. If Oklahoma State gets by Texas this weekend, and then they at, at Bedlam at the end of the year, if they beat Oklahoma, they're undefeated. They're getting it. They have to play the big. They have. They might have to play Oklahoma back-to-back weeks for the for the big big twelve title game. That would be dope. They win that. They beat them two times in a row and go undefeated. They're in. Yeah, Oklahoma State good fuck fucking football team. So don't sleep on them. And then the fourth team is that toss up right there. Is it Cincinnati? Is it a one loss Oregon? One loss Arizona State? Is it a if Michigan State loses one game and they play in the Big Ten title game? Is it them? Is is does Alabama? I mean, even if they go and beat Georgia, how do you put them above conference champions?
1: Yeah. Or right, I put think so. Georgia
0: above conference champions.
1: So here's where I'm at. First of all, <clears throat> Iowa does have the easiest schedule because they're in the other division, but Wisconsin this weekend, honestly, that on the road, the, that might be an upset watch. Like, I get that Graham Mertz isn't everything for, we expect. They, him they be. put
0: Purdue at home.
1: Oh, oh that's is the at, next Purdue week. Is in Purdue, and then they go to Wisconsin, yes. and then Northwestern. And they've got Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska.
0: So they should, they should finish undefeated.
1: They probably should. And then Ohio State, though, like you, you mentioned, all these teams have to play each other on the other side. Indiana this week, then Penn State, Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan.
2: <sighs>
1: Ohio State, I do think, is the best out of those teams with Penn State, Michigan, all them. But the odds of them winning out with that schedule I just don't know if I can buy it
0: shit is ruthless like go to Nebraska's schedule for me real quick just go to their schedule at the beginning of the year because their their schedule this year you just said they play Iowa State in two weeks like Nebraska's schedule this year is ruthless dude just read off who they played they they lost Illinois to open right yep
1: Illinois Illinois bad Fordham, Buffalo, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Northwestern, Michigan, Minnesota, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa.
0: That is ruthless, dude. <laughs> that, that is about as good as get. Like the non-conference is normal Nebraska fuckery. But the the in-conference mm-hmm. schedule and from Oklahoma on, wow. That's yep. That's a that's an unbelievable. That's pretty cool. That's a good
1: schedule. Yeah. That that's, I mean, that's them,
0: tough, but that's a good schedule.
1: I think. Let's see. If I, if I'm putting teams in the playoff, I'm going Georgia's in. I think Iowa's in because they win out. Um. I think. Ooh. You think I'm gonna Iowa go, I'm gonna go keep Oklahoma? State? I'm gonna go Oklahoma. They're uh they're undefeated. This new quarterback looks good, and if he doesn't pan out, they're back to Spencer Rattler. So they're you gonna mean, be just fine. Spencer
0: there. Rattler won a transfer.
1: I, I think, does he transfer or does he just go to the, the draft pressure, this year?
0: You're the, what, he's, why would he leave for the draft after getting benched so he can go in the fifth round?
1: Would he drop that far? His fucking stock has plummeted, dog. It's definitely plummeted, but... Like we he were talking the on the n- draft he pod was like yesterday, the third favorite
0: round. Favorite number one pick, you do you think DJ Alphabet from Clemson? You think he's still the number one pick?
1: No, 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 no. no. His
0: stock is he's like jumped off a cliff with no parachute, dog. Yeah, so it's Spencer's done the same, he got benched the other day. And then, what I've heard, like, what's, what's really bothering all the evaluators and the NFL people is he didn't celebrate with his team and he walked off by himself, like with his head down acting like a little B.I. itch. Yep. So, bro, it's not all about you, motherfucker. You just came back from four touchdowns down to beat your rival. The other kid stepped in and balled. Celebrate with your teammates, you little smug bitch. And that, that's the kind of shit that drives me crazy. You can't have that from your quarterback in the NFL who gets slapped around by grown men, bro. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. I said mean words. So <laughs> it's let, all, let good. Me, it's me all
1: good. Allow me to
0: retort. Um I don't think Spencer Rattler is going to have the job there anymore. He should transfer to CU.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want him? I mean, it'd be an upgrade. Do that's I, for sure.
0: Would I take Spencer Rattler at CU? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, so so who do I have? I had uh, Georgia, Iowa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I think I'm going to go Ohio State, too. I think Ohio State beats How? Iowa in the in the championship game so iowa's the four and Oklahoma, and i, and Oklahoma I think it'd go that three. way
0: yep and yep. oklahoma's two and, and i iowa would be four and ohio state
1: would be three yep but i do think it's gonna come down to that iowa ohio state championship game with oregon just looking on saying like if, if iowa wins this we get in over ohio state if Ohio State wins, then they make it in because they're the champion. How could
0: how could they put Ohio State in over Oregon after Oregon beat them in Columbus?
1: I agree. That was
0: ipso facto that there's absolutely like, look, I know that the selection committee for the BCS and the the Final Four is crooked as shit, mm-hmm. but that would be like some let like, we can we need to go over here and burn this goddamn place down. That's corrupt. Like that. Yeah. That essentially puts both teams in conference championship land, right? Ohio State would beat Iowa in, in your in your fantasy land, right? Yes. Yes. And then and then but Oregon wouldn't get in at number 5.
1: Yeah. after, I mean, I, beating, I, an
0: under, after beating a one-loss Arizona State in the big, in the Pac-12 title game. I think look, if the if the Pac-12 champion only has one loss and they play each other in the Pac-12 title game as a top top 8 matchup with like fourth-ranked Oregon and seventh-ranked Arizona State, I think whoever if, if Oregon wins that game, they're in.
1: As if it's Arizona
0: th- State wins that game, they could get left out, but they should in turn be in as well. So this this is where the whole Cincinnati argument doesn't it, it stops for me because Cincinnati's remaining schedule is UCF, slappy, 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 slappy SMU, slappy. Yep. Season's over. Yep. So I I can't I can't get with that shit. They're not. I understand last year they took Georgia to the brink in the, in the Peach Bowl and all that, but it's a completely different Georgia team.
1: As it stands today, uh, things will probably change at the rankings, but Oregon would only play one ranked team all season, and that would be Ohio State, obviously, because UCLA no longer ranked is who they played this week. Washington was ranked at one point, obviously no longer ranked. I, I think that the selection committee could do something pretty terrible.
0: Well, if they had a head-to-head matchup, though,
1: I, yeah. I don't know
0: how you can just be like, "Oh, fuck it, disregard that just because their schedule isn't as good."
1: Yeah, I'd probably take more. You'd probably have to lose the championship game or drop like blow, blow a game to Washington. They would have to lo- They would
0: have to lose the, the, the Civil War to Oregon State. Yep. and then lose, and that would take them out of it immediately. So, if they lose, any, if, the, if Arizona State or Oregon lose again, they're done. And that includes the Pac-12 title game.
1: Yep. I think I agree.
0: And, and look, I think they're on a collision course, to be completely honest with you. I, I think too. Arizona State is by far the best team in the South. But Arizona State has who? Utah this week? Yes. They're in Salt Lake City, right? That's a it's tough for them to win in Salt Lake City, bro. Like that place, they don't fuck around there. So, and they're, they're, they're playing with heavy hearts. They're retiring that 22 mm-hmm. number from both of those young men that died. Both of them weren't 22, by the way. That's kind of. That story creepy. was terrible. That's story, sort of awesome, ter- I mean,
1: the, the guy like wore that number because he was best friends with the guy who died. Yeah, it's, it's a tough story. Terrible, but that, that game's a pick em. Let's make this the DraftKings pick of the week. Who are you taking? Okay.
0: In Arizona State, Utah? Yep. On the road? What time's yep. the game? 8 p.m. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Arizona State. I like JT Daniels a lot. Um I love Antonio Pierce's defense and the way they play. And they've got, I don't know, I don't know if you have this number in front of you, but I, you probably don't. But they've got a ton of super seniors. Like Arizona State has like 13 or 14 six-year seniors and a bunch of grad transfers. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, man, Kentucky's the same way. Like Arizona State's the same way. There's a bunch of teams out there that are really good. This year. Iowa has a bunch of six-year players. Um, I'm looking at that like, geez, maybe the maybe college football would be better if they let guys play for six years. Maybe it'd be better if they let them have two red shirts.
1: Yeah. And then then you can offer them like a graduate degree too. You say, come so here. Saying, if you
0: if you graduate within four years, you get another two. And you can go. You can transfer somewhere else and play for two more years.
1: I I, I like it. I think you might be on to something there.
0: Well, um, if, it, if it makes sense, it, 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 and it, it entices the kids to stop fucking around in the class and actually do what they're supposed to do for the first four years. And then it puts them in a position where they get, if they're all going to go to the NFL, they get that taste of what it's like to change teams before they actually get to the league, because the league, there's no, there's none of that, like, rah-rah, kumbaya, alumni shit. So, it, I, I don't know. I think it, it could benefit. I, I don't think it'll hurt the turnaround. The good players are still going to leave and get drafted. So, I, I think it might work, actually. It probably it balances things out. CU, it makes me wonder how CU couldn't find a quarterback other than the the guy, Lewis and, and JT. Like, yep.
1: I think I think it could really balance things competitively, too, because you have all the guys who are just gone after three years. But but whoever that is, like whatever 21 year old versus the 25, 26 year old veteran who's been playing for a while. I, I, I think that that changes the gap a little bit. And so some of these schools where you're not getting all these early levers, whatever you want to call them. I, I don't know. I like it. I like it. Early leavers, early de, depart departees.
0: Uh yeah. I look, you'd be getting a lot of BYU situations.
1: That yeah. There'll be guys at BYU, BYU, BYU playing until they're 29.
0: Come back after mission and are like 30 years old with families and shit. So yeah. That's a fact. That's why they're always good. Um a bunch of grown-ass
1: men. <laughs> let's see. So that was the DraftKings pick of the week. Let's just fly through these really fast, these other games, because I'm curious what you're thinking. Yeah. Uh tonight we've got Cal Oregon. That's 8:30 on ESPN. Oregon's at home, and they're 13 and a half point favorites.
0: I'd say Oregon. I think Oregon probably rolls.
1: I think Oregon covers. Yep.
0: And I'm definitely going to watch that game because CU plays Cal next week.
1: Yep. And then Oregon the week after. Yeah. So ready to see how exactly what they're going to be. They're going to beat them up. Um, Stanford at Washington State. Stanford favored by one.
0: Stanford. They'll control time of possession. Uh, I'm kind of biased. I've got multiple guys at Stanford that start for that that place. So. I definitely want to see them do well uh, and make a bowl game. And I think they'd beat Washington state. Uh, they're on the road. They're in Pullman. Yep. All right. Yeah. I think they went in Pullman.
1: I'll go the other way here. I think Washington state at home at Jaden DeLora, the quarterback is, is a lot of fun and they're they're, 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 they're yeah, one back-to-back games. I don't I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, in. I'll buy the hype. Um, next up UCLA at Washington with Washington is a one and a half point favorite.
0: I think Washington beats UCLA in Seattle. That okay. that's a really difficult place to go win, and huh. they're up and down. They're inconsistent at the quarterback position. They're really young on offense, but they can still play defense, tough nose, and they're not they're not soft. They're just not very good. UCLA is good, but they're notoriously soft as baby shit. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Washington in this game.
1: I'm going UCLA here. I. I... I, I'm not all the way in on the UCLA hype. That offense is just explosive enough. Like if, good. if if you can pull a couple of big plays and get 14 points off a play or drives where you had a 50 yard or somewhere in there, then you just need to put together a drive or two because Washington Washington just doesn't put up big points. So we're we're differing there too. We already talked Arizona State, Utah. Last one, Arizona at Colorado. Colorado favored by six.
0: First of all, I cannot believe we're favored.
1: I know it's it's ridiculous.
0: And like we should be favored by a point, mm-hmm. not by a touchdown. I mean, holy I shit. Know. So look, man, I I watched I've watched Arizona three times this year. I've obviously watched every snap C's taken. Um mm-hmm. I watched them play at Oregon. It looked like Oregon was more concerned with their uniform and like you know, the the night game and everybody looks super sleepy for the first three quarters and then they blew the doors off. them. But Arizona did play them tough. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched Arizona play UCLA really, really tough the other night. Like, had a couple opportunities to go up in that game and maybe beat them. And they fucked it up. Now, I also watched Arizona lose to Northern Arizona who got beat by UNC.
1: Yep. So let's
0: put this in perspective here, okay? I hate to do the cross. Cross schedule comparison, where you know they got beat by these guys, so if de facto we should beat them, but bro, if, if they, <laughs> if like this is Saturday and Sunday are must wins in Boulder and Denver. If the Buffs lose to Arizona at home, I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna go to any games and support anymore because that's a damn lie. But I, I'm, I, I'm gonna be like, I'm just gonna be like, you know what,
1: fuck it yep fuck it. yeah fuck it. We're, gonna go fuck it. we're gonna dig into that we're gonna dig into that to close things out just like what what is at stake in this game because there's fuck there's it. really a lot on the line here
0: with the broncos too if they lose to the raiders there's my that's my answer for everything yes fuck it Yep. Fuck it. you know because
1: then I mean, the broncos just need to do something crazy to climb back into it <laughs> that's terrible like, so like then if they lose I, the browns uh, it's over and the browns are good
0: I, where do where do they go from a lost Arizona? I don't I don't know, man. The the sink to drink away their <laughs> sorrows. I don't I don't know an answer to this question, Henry. I think it's uh it's unreal to me that they can have as much talent on that team as they have and be this shitty. And and there's there's answers. Broussard going from twenty nine touches to twelve, like not being able to throw the ball. That's kind of a big deal. So. Man, I I don't know where they go anymore. Like, I I don't have a lot of answers for how you fix fix something that looks like it's untenable. Subtly, by the way.
1: Dude, subtly.
0: Subtly. (laughs) And look, like, were you at the press conference?
1: Uh, I zoomed into that one. Mondays are on Zoom, too, so I didn't make the trip up. Bro,
0: when he says we're making subtle changes, is it like, fuck it. I'll just throw the computer across the room, turn it off and move on with your life. Like,
1: yeah. Subtle changes. I mean, there's, there's, been, there's been a lot of jokes about the word subtle over the last few days. And that, that's the way it should be after something like that. Um, but Colorado, are they going to cover the six-point spread against Arizona? <laughs> I don't know, are they? I'm saying no. I'm saying no. I want to know what you think. No? no, I'm taking Arizona plus six. I'm not sure if I'm taking Arizona to win, though. I'm taking Arizona plus win. six.
0: So I – I look, I'm going to go Buff Homer here. I love it. Hard. I'm going to go Buff Homer hard, and I'm going to say that CU, like, scores 30 points on Saturday. I love and, it. And beats, and beats Arizona down, and, like, we see a totally different team. And they go to Cal, like – Reinvigorated and ready to play football. So I think that the subtle changes thing, I think they're going to come out and be totally different. I think you're going to see a lot of changes offensively. I think the subtle difference thing is just it's a ploy. It's a little bit of little gamesmanship just to get the media talking shit and maybe Arizona sitting there going like, oh, they're not changing anything. Let's listen to what he said to the media. So uh, you know, with being an ex-NFL coach, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's just trying to confuse everybody and maybe play him a little bit.
1: I mean, that's what we're hoping. That's our hope. I have to
0: believe this, okay, Henry? <laughs> I have to be this positive right now and believe that this is going to happen because it's been – it's it's getting to the point where I'm struggling. My heart
1: hurts. If you guys at home want to get in on all of this action, do it at DraftKings Sportsbook, the best sportsbook book in the United States. Um they have actually a pretty awesome deal going right now uh, for all users. So this week there's a 50% profit boost on any five-leg college football parlay. So what that means is I built a parlay last night that went from plus 2284 to plus 3427. And for those of you who don't bet yet, first of all you're missing out, but that means that a $10 bet goes from winning $228 to winning 342 dollars that's a great deal and it's basically free money it makes watching the games so much more fun and if they're if you're a new user now's the time to get in because if you bet one dollar on any NFL game this weekend you'll win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point there hasn't been a zero-0 tie since 1943 so it's a no-brainer um, there's all sorts of different ways to bet I mentioned my parlay you can do same game parlays for NFL games or you can bet on a quarterback to score a touchdown and then throw forever many yards and the other team to do whatever, combine all those bets and increase the odds. DraftKings is the place to go. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code DMVR and make that $1 bet on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, it's promo code DMVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Sexy Pizza. Um, Matt, I know you've gotten out to uh, one of our yeah, Broncos. That gigs. pizza
0: was so good.
1: It is so good.
0: Oh, my God. It was bomb.
1: They had the garlic knots out there. There were like cinnamon knots out there too. Those oh, are real good.
0: The, I, I I probably crushed half half of the pepperoni pie. I'm not going to lie.
1: There's, it was I, good. The good news is it's all-you-can-eat pizza. So I'm not sure any of you can put down as much pizza as Matt can. Uh, he's, he's a big guy, big appetite. But uh, you can try your best if you come out to our Broncos tailgate on Sunday. It's $35, $30 for members. All-you-can-eat pizza. All-you-can-drink beer. Bunch of fun games out there. It's a great time. And it
0: does kick ass.
1: It's it's a great tailgate, and it keeps getting it
0: better. Is, it's about as good a spot as you can ask for, honestly.
1: I know it's a great view of the stadium from right there too. There's a bathroom that you, like just right inside the. Yeah. It's like
0: there's like like open doors and TVs. And yeah,
1: it's kick ass. Red zone on a seventy-five inch TV. Yeah. There we go. Um, But yeah, also if you guys aren't going to the tailgate, still want to check out sexy pizza, definitely do that. They've got a bunch of locations around town and uh, they've got a bunch of different options, obviously all the different toppings, but they also have a gluten-free crust. They have uh, uh, vegan options. So go and check those guys out for sure. Also real quick, we'll wrap things up with ball. Uh, you guys probably heard of ball arena. Well, do you know what else ball does? Ball makes aluminum cans, among a bunch of different things. And right now they are hiring in Golden. It's a 400 person plant. Ball has been like given awards by the human rights campaign for their culture of belonging. They have a corporate equality index score of 100%. So it's a great place to work. Um, On top of that, you're helping the environment because aluminum cans are great for the environment because they're reusable. 75% of all the aluminum that's ever been created is still in use today. Um, And Ball is obviously a big part of that because they made 101 billion cans last year. Uh, So if you're looking for somewhere to work, Ball is the place to go. Just text GOLDEN to 77222. You'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. Or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. All right. Uh, Wrapping things up here. Yes. So. What exactly, we talked about this a little bit, but what is on the line here? Um, it feels like, I think ESPN called this Colorado Arizona game the pillow fight of the week. And both teams obviously <laughs> down in the dumps, not a lot of great oh. things going on. But I still think that there is a lot on the line for the Buffs in this game.
0: I mean, just the fact that they have the audacity to call us the fellow fighter of the week makes me want to punch someone. Um, <laughs> but that that's my point is I like that kind of shit and I can't wait to go tattoo somebody's ass and and make sure they don't say that about us anymore. Yeah, I, it, I, I was, it was I, Ryan
1: I, McGee. Ryan McGee, if you need to go find him.
0: No, I'm not. He didn't say it about me. I don't play for that team. So I, if I'm in that locker room and I hear that, that's, that's an, another man calling other men soft. And that shit don't fly. Not in my world. Mm-hmm. So that that's unacceptable. So in my opinion, what's on the line here? Jobs. Offensive jobs. And they're not – look, man, if he hasn't lost his job at this point, there's no way he's losing his job this year. He could do whatever he wants. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they could go out, dig a hole in the field, take a dump in the hole – put a label on it that says guaranteed and they could sell it right now and people would go. Apparently there's only a thousand tickets left. So I, respectability,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like athletic character, moral fiber. That's mm-hmm. what's on the line here, bro. Me, the ability for me to look at at what they're doing up there and have any like it, Any kind of internal feeling that they're going in the right direction, that's what's on the line. It's the support of your community. Like, I understand people are going to the game and they're all out and they're trying to support and I dig it, but come on, man. Like, you you can't just expect everybody to just accept the same rhetoric, the same, like, nonchalant, like, oh, well, we're getting better and subtle differences and everybody just – really young and well three weeks ago when they lost to Texas A&M he told us that they were really really good and everybody in the country just saw how good we are and now they're really fucking young and and because they stuck, so that that in my opinion is is what I need to see I need to see them go out there and act like they actually want to play football and coach it and play with some fire and, and stop looking – like, the players need to stop looking around at each other, waiting for somebody to make a play, and go fucking make one. That's what I want to see, Henry. How about you?
1: Yeah. I mean, in terms of what's on the line here, I, I think we forget that we're still pretty early in the season. Like, this will be the midway point after this game. And if you lose to Arizona with six games to go – The season's over. It's over, over, and I don't even know what that looks like, but I know it's not going to be any fun. If you win no, this I, game. I would
0: just start playing young guys at that point.
1: Yeah, for sure. But if you win like, this game. What's the point? There isn't one. But, yeah. like, no, I...
0: like every, Everybody that's played, like, Lammons played 50 games. Lions played 50 games. Mustafa's mm-hmm. played 50 games. All these guys that have played all this football. Well, we just lost the Arizona. The season's officially over. We're down in the dust. We might be the worst team in the country because of it. I'm playing nothing but freshmen. I want to see if these kids can play or if we got to go just find a a completely new stable of players.
1: I totally agree. I cannot
0: believe I said that.
1: You win, though. Then all of a sudden, Cal looks like a winnable game. And the difference is like, like Cal, that's not a a good football team, but they are playing football. And 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 that's. Yes. And that, that's the difference is you watch them play and you're like, okay, you're not super talented. Things obviously aren't working for you. But that is football I'm watching. When the Colorado offense is out there, you don't like you, you think like, how are they not throwing the ball? Why are they going backwards when they run the ball? It's just a totally different game that they're playing. You go beat Arizona, you get some of that stuff figured out. That's you can say, okay, Cal is winnable. Oregon State is winnable. If you lose to Arizona, then obviously you're not looking at any of these games. I mean, every game is basically a prayer after you lose to Arizona.
0: Well, at that point, every game is is a – it still counts, but it doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It just doesn't count. Like, it doesn't really matter what happened. I don't care if we win or lose. Like, we can't go to a bowl game. Like, if we lose to Arizona and then upset Oregon, like, come on, dog. What do I look like? Boo-boo the fool? They're going to go <laughs> to Eugene and they can't walk and chew gum at the same time and win yeah so i'm I, I hate to be this like negative about it and shit but man that's pretty bleak if they lose to arizona bro it is as bad as it's ever been at that <laughs> point because of the quality of athlete they have
2: <laughs>
0: it's not like they don't have players so if you have players and you're still this terrible and you can't figure out how to get out of your own way and you can't win football games and we can't at least look like a football team. Well, that leads to everybody's. Everybody's got to go at that point. So I mean, I, I and mean, it's not going to happen. So then it's just the hamster wheel, and that's going to be real fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's finish with just a little bit, little bit of football talk. So here's something that that I've had some conversations about this week. Colorado likes to play man coverage. It has become basically the identity of that defense as they play man coverage. I talked to Nigel Bethel about it earlier this week and specifically said, like, you know, it's it's kind of tough to pick off passes when your back is turned. And that's something that's been kind of a struggle for Colorado. They have the one interception this season it came in the northern Colorado game. Nigel said, yeah, it's it's you don't get as many interceptions when you play man because your back is turned. I asked Chris Wilson, like and said, you know, obviously the man coverage is working. The secondary looks good. But when you're trying to help the offense out and flip the field and pull turnovers, do you consider playing more zone, trying to let guys get their eyes in the backfield and try to pick off some passes and set things up for the offense? And he had a short answer. He said, see it thrown, see it caught. Um, And obviously that means like he's, he's locked into playing that man coverage. What do you think of all that, Matt? And, And would you consider flipping over and playing a little bit more zone, trying to create some plays?
0: No, I'm, I'm not a huge believer in zone defense because you can't declete people anymore. So mm. it, when the dummy quarterback throws the ball into the hole 15 years ago and you can rip the dude's head off, well, I'm all about zone coverage at that point. But now you have to let him catch it. So I'm not with zone coverage if mm-hmm. we have to let him catch the ball or I'm going to get kicked out for tackling him. But I, I look, I'm a huge believer that if the corners and the safeties and the linebackers know how to break on, on the throw and they know what's coming because they've been taught, then you know, they'll be in a position to make plays. But it, it take, the, like getting a turnover, it takes so many things to go your way. You know the quarterback has to fuck up and throw it somewhere probably shouldn't have, and then somebody's got to make a play. And mm-hmm. they've had opportunities in damn near every game to have multiple turnovers, and they either don't jump on the fumbles or they drop the picks. So mm-hmm. when the plays are made, they've got when the plays are there, they have to make them. But I I'm not saying that they shouldn't run some kind of like zone adjustment or whatever. But I I don't know if just changing zone to man is going to force more turnovers. They're Offense, offensive football teams against CU know that if, as long as they don't fuck up, they're going to win. So I'd imagine the majority of the game plans against Colorado is relatively vanilla. Like, let's run the ball, control time possession. They will beat themselves eventually, give us a short field, which they do constantly. And we score 20 points and the game's over.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think that especially because obviously it's working. Like, like the coverage has been good. The, the numbers aren't great, mostly because of that last game where Drake London just, it, it didn't matter if you were covering him or, or not. Yep. He was going Pretty to go good. catch the ball. So I, I'm, I'm with you, but I don't know. It's, it's at least a talking point and been short on those for <laughs> a few weeks.
0: Let's um, go win a football game, man. And yep. and then we have something actually to talk about as we move forward.
1: Yep. And I think the tough part is like, They need to show us how they win a football game because right now it's, it's hard for me to sit here and say, Oh, the path to a victory is this, I guess what it is is obviously the defense being great, but like Broussard just running for 250 yards is is the path to victory. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, I don't care if they throw the ball at all. If they, there's absolutely no reason why they can't line up and block correctly with five or six different run run schemes and get four yards of pop bro mm-hmm. like this is college football we're not this is not the nfl where they can load the box and you're not running the ball so i mean come on the creativity part of this has to be included in the in the player part it can't just be like all oh, players move people run ball it just doesn't fucking work like that so the, the coaches have got to put them in position to be successful and they're not henry they don't and they're not and, and that's like it look there's certain times when I'm like coaching and I'm just like, that's the end of the conversation. And that's the end of the conversation. Like it's, you're either going to man up and move people this weekend and buy into what they're coaching, regardless of if it's shitty or not and make it work or you lose to Arizona and see how shitty it gets after that dog. People will literally give up.
1: I agree. Um, I think that does it for today. We'll do this again next week, hopefully after a Buffs win. (laughs) And hopefully we're talking about how uh, we think they're going to beat Cal. And Amen. Hopefully. We'll see. Thanks for jumping on that. We'll see you next week.